The name of the pod was our last, best hope for peace. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, the year the Great War came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2259. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Episode 30, Soulmates, in which Londo is visited by his three wives and Talia is visited by yet another mysterious man from her past. Welcome, friends, to The Name of the Pod, your Babylon 5 podcast about the enduring cultural legacy of the uh, 1990s science fiction television program, Babylon 5. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro. Today we are here at Earth Dome East in the snowy confines of the Boston uh, metropolitan area. Uh, Once again, recording in person with my good friend, John Cassie. Chris, how's it going? It's going very well. And we do have a special guest here to make sure we mention today, and that is Max the Wonder Cat. Hello, Max. Now he's quiet. Yeah, you, d- yeah. And fr- fr- friends, uh, I assure you, uh, even if this episode is 12 minutes long, you're going to hear from Max. There's yes. no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has been inconsolably howling all morning, and you know what? It is what it is, and... Right. There we go. Right. He's so, he's howling in much the same way that perhaps, uh, you know, Londo's fourth wife perhaps would have been. Maybe he is Maybe he is one of Londo's wives uh, reincarnated into feline form. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So you have Londo's wives. We're talking today about the episode Soulmates, uh, which um, I think may be my least favorite episode of the series so far. You know... I, there were there were episodes in season one that I uh, that didn't that didn't work for me right. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I think, and you know, you and I were talking about this sort of before we started recording. There's something about the way in which this doesn't work mm-hmm. that I find, much like you, particularly uh, grating, maybe or mm-hmm. or uh, kind of kind of annoying. Yeah. I think for me, it's in in all the other episodes, you know, TKO, you know, there was part of that that worked. Indeed. We liked the, the Ivanova beast. Beeline. Right, right. Um, this, with its A, B, and my, let's call it a sort of B sharp or, or C, <laughs> you know, uh, nothing, flat. <laughs> nothing in this episode works. I mean, we, we sure, we still get some some good performances out of, uh, you know, from, from Londo, from Jakar, especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, right, the performances are there in the execution of a script that doesn't really work. Yeah, which is surprising. You know, we we were also talking uh, earlier that this script was was written by Peter David, who uh, has a number of Star Trek novels under his belt. Indeed, he's uh, comics writer uh, a lot. Neither, although both of us are, are comics fans, we're not all that familiar with with his work. I I, I tried reading some of his uh, Hulk uh, and Supergirl back in the day, and and you know bounced off those. Uh, but he's written a huge number of, of oh, yeah, yeah. very popular, very well acclaimed series, um, and I'm I'm really surprised at the levels at which this doesn't work. Yeah, you know, it and 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 this this may be one of those episodes of of B five, and you know, this podcast where you and I uh, kind of see things sometimes from very different perspectives, and other times we are we're right on the same. Mm-hmm. Wavelength, mm-hmm. right? And I think in this case we're both on exactly the same wavelength. You know, you 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 and I read a lot of comics. You read far more than me, and and even though you read far more than me, 
you've always kind of bounced off of Peter David. Yeah. Right. You know, you've never, you know, you, you kind of, you've, you've read his stuff, Mm -hmm. but you've bounced off. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. As opposed to other authors whose work you, you encounter. And then it's like, give me everything this person has written. Yeah. Right. You know, I think of a half dozen writers, Mm -hmm. you know, of comics who, I don't, I don't know what this thing is. This book is, but it's got his name on it I'm or gonna, her name on it. Yep, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Right. Um, and me, just the same. I've always bounced off of Peter David. Mm-hmm. You know, I've looked at his novels and they seem to have a tone similar to what Soulmates has. Mm-hmm. And that almost never works for me. Yeah. You know, this kind of you know, flippantly glib, you know, you, 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 yeah. you know, uh, and, and, and. I thought it was funny when he introduced them last season as, you know, pestilence, famine, and death, mm-hmm. right? But when we actually meet them, they have to have they have to have a real character intact. They have to be people. Right. Right. They can't just be projections of what Londo thinks they are. And they and, very much are projections or very flat stereotypes. I mean yeah. you've got the you've got the one who is bossy, the one who's manipulative, and the one who is kind of seductive. Right. And right. Um, you know, just just kind of, and but all of them apparently enjoy spending his money and shopping. Right. Know, I, there's <laughs> right, the, right. it's just the very uncomfortable, you know, stereotypes of women, right? And, and particularly wives, right? Uh, women in the in the wife role, something that feels more in line with the honeymooners, right? Than, right, right. Than anything else that's going on in the 1990s to me, right? Or indeed um, the 70s. Yeah. Right. I mean, this feels like, to your point of the honeymooners, mm. I'm like, is this a Flintstones episode? Right. right it it right. was that kind of tone. Yeah. 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 And that they all, you know, I have to divorce you. And they're all sort of competing for his affection, you know, or his, yeah. to be the one who gets to stick around, um, except for the one who, you know, doesn't compete and, you know, doesn't want him to, to right. like her, uh, who... It's, I mean, to me, it was painfully obvious from, from the moment that he opened his mouth that she's going to be the one who ends up in the end because, yeah, right. because she's not trying for it. Right, right, um, right. And, and that was, you know, that was a, I, that really blatant kind of anvil on the head level yeah, right. of foreshadowing was, was another place that it didn't work. Um, right. And we, we see that, that, all, that anvil foreshadowing also when, when Stoner, Matt Stoner, comes on board. Right. Um, and he's he's talking to uh, to a passenger on from his show, say, you know, and and just through a couple of words seems to set this guy from from rage to friendly. It's like, oh, this guy's got some kind of like mind control power. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, what, what else was the surprise? That yeah, that's right. And then forty two minutes later, we're supposed to be shocked by that. Max also doesn't enjoy that. <laughs> Max, uh, before in our pre show, when Chris and I were reflecting on the B plot. Uh, Max was most most displeased that uh, that that the Talia episode mm-hmm. felt like the Jason Ironheart episode. You know what? What right. else? What are we learning new as a result of this B plot? I don't think I don't think enough to justify it being a B plot. No, right? Um, Talia is now maybe having some concerns about the Psycor. Abruptly. Abruptly. Right? We both what, noted that separately. Right, right. we're yeah. missing some connective tissue in the story there. Yeah, right. That seems like whoa, 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 whoa. We're going eighty here, right? We need to go forty first. We yeah. need to see a growth in that. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Because I don't think the Talia, the Talia that we met in season one could have gotten to this point on the steps we've seen. Right. Right. We have, we saw her arguing with, with Ivanova right. about, you know, the, the, about the core it, when there was that, that runaway that was, uh, right. you know, and she seemed to be very, you know, very much in favor and very, very supportive. Even uh-huh. in the last episode, she's talking about her, her prior mentor Right. And how... Uh, With a great warmth. Great warmth. But there's there's nothing indicating that she's looking for a way to get out. Right. Um, and maybe that was Stoner's, you know, mind juju, like... Maybe. Like, taking maybe. over. And maybe it's as simple as that. But it, it really, it came out of left field and really surprised me. Yeah. I, I you know, we, 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 we sort of riffed on this a little bit. Um I'm done with mysterious men from Talia's past, mm. you know, re- re- recurring. You from know, anybody's I, past. For, for, right. In, in, indeed, yeah. from anyone's past. I, enough already. Yeah. Um, I'd love it if we could have seen Talia having, like like you'd suggested, sort of Talia's day. Yeah. Right. You know, okay, well, you know, what, what does the life of a commercial telepath look like? Mm-hmm. All right, well, I've got this sort of boring thing between... This, uh, you know, this widget company, you know, mm-hmm. Spacely Sprockets, mm-hmm. you know, and this other guy. Okay, whatever. Right. Yeah. But you could have you could have you could have beefed up a little bit some of uh, 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 some of her perspective mm-hmm. by having her old mentor come by or by uh, having her have drinks with Dr. Franklin, you know, and sort of yeah. riff on, you know. You, you know, you can imagine it, it kind of like this. They're in Earhart's, mm-hmm. right? She's having a drink. She's in her civilian gear. Dr. Franklin comes over. Uh, yeah. uh, Warren uh, uh, Keffer. Cucurillo. Yeah. Co- yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Talia, that's a, that's a, that's a, there's a lot of fruit in that drink. Yeah. How, how's your day going? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. And then we mm-hmm. get sort of three flashback scenes, you know. Right. You know, she's talking with some sort of Narn who's got some goofy, mm-hmm. you know. And then she's trying to negotiate with like a, you know, like a traveling circus or, you know, something like that would have been. Yeah. She's you know. She's been asked to to mediate in these divorce proceedings in some mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So we get her reacting to... The wives right, and right. are you know are what they are what they saying. Londa wants to know: Do they mean what they say? Right, and right. so brings her in. You know, it, it, tie it in together like that. Yeah. Uh, but you, right, we get this this sort of you know dark, grim uh, storyline. The the only with her ex, the only thing that I think is is different here than it was with Jason Ironheart is that 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 this guy is trying to. Thank you, Max. Is trying to get her to to leave with him. Yes. And my question is, to what purpose? Uh huh. Right. We 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 know he's been experimented on by the Psycor and claims to have been kicked out, but that's probably just a cover story. He's probably still very much involved in the Psycor. Right. Is he acting on behalf of the Psycor, trying to basically bring her back for experimentation? Uh huh. You know, to to make her uh, another kind of sleeper agent. Yeah, yeah. In, in some way, so does the core have some kind of uh, intent for her that that we don't that that we're just starting to see? Uh, you know, we 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 didn't get that with 
uh, with Ironheart, but because he was he was actually trying to leave and escape. Indeed. Um, you know, perhaps down the road, what you're talking about will pay off. Mm-hmm. Well, that that, that, that it will be. We get a, a visit from our friend Mr. Bester next week. So, Indeed. Yeah. You know, so we'll see we'll if maybe see there's a connection. There. Yeah. yeah. But I I completely agree with you. I think getting getting some lighter uh, lighter side to Talia would be a, would be a great thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and and unfortunately, the only light we've gotten with her was was that terrible vicar, right? Thing, right, right. Um, which, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, whatever. You know, I guess be right. careful what you add. The monkeys, the finger on the monkey's paw curls a little right. bit when we ask for a light Talia episode. <laughs> you know, but but it's 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 sort of back to the Peter David point, right? Mm-hmm. That I think the reason why I've always bounced off his comics is because the tone isn't really for me, mm-hmm. right? You know, I I I like a little bit more. Serious, mm-hmm. I you know don't don't put uh, you know I don't like the chocolate in my peanut butter kind yeah. of the, you know yeah. thing. I don't I don't want this level of slapstick. Yeah, you know Three Stooges, but, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know Honeymooners. I don't want it in my sci-fi. Right, uh, but and so yeah, and and in some places it works. Yeah. I think there are some shows or some episodes of shows where you get a light-hearted. Uh, you get a lighthearted episode now and then, right? And okay, a breezy tone, uh, yeah. yeah. And it 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 kind of it kind of works. It breaks the tension. But usually in those cases, and I'm uh, I'm thinking I'm trying to think of some episodes of, uh, where a show is normally you know very dark, and then you get oh here's a kind of a light blip along the way, right? Um, maybe uh, trials and tribulations, yeah. You know because yep. was DS Nine was in a pretty pretty yeah. dark run and yeah. then you get that which is definitely uh, a little different but uh um it would be different if, if both halves of the episode were light right um and the whole thing w- carried this kind of break from the darkness right uh but, yeah, but it doesn't do that it's another it's another tonal mismatch between the a and b plots right that we've complained about so much right um yeah and and i you know the little bit that I've read of Peter David and what I know of the stories he's written, you, I, I don't think that it's all that sort of light, flippant tone. I think he did write some Deadpool who, you know, good Lord, the world flippant. would be a much better place without Deadpool in it. <gasps> but I know, I know. You know, uh, I thought that blasphemy. movie was just fine. Didn't see it. Won't it see was, it. It's okay. It was I'm fine. fine. It's not for me. I get it. <laughs> it's definitely not for me. Didn't never like, never liked the character. Never will. Yeah. Uh, but he's also done a lot of real solid character building work from what yes. I've heard. I mean, his Hulk is supposed to be you know, really digging into Bruce Banner's uh, psyche yep. and the reasons for for this anger and this Hulk persona. Supergirl the same way. There's a lot of real character building in there, and and his X Force is uh, is is. Very, is, is renowned for being very character. Max doesn't care for Peter David either. Uh, so it's it's really surprising to me here how kind of shallow and and flat the the characters come off. The wives are are definitely kind of flat stereotypes uh, and not really uh, not really well developed characters at all, as you say. Um, Right, they're, they're 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 virtually uh, 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 transparent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're and they're not they're not sufficiently different from each other mm-hmm. 
to to have a sort of weight each each apart from the other right yeah. they all have different relationships with him mm-hmm. we really need that much more unpacked i think yeah give us something that shows us that shows us his relationship to each of them separately and independently mm-hmm. um but he's, it's the same, and it's they're they're interchangeable, right. uh, which is uh, again another an, uh, another another strike uh, in you know treating the treatment of women in this script. Yeah, that all the wives are interchangeable. Yeah, um, don't not a fan, not a yeah. fan of the, of that angle. Yeah, um, but we were talking before and, and trying to come up with uh, idea examples of shows where you have family or you have uh, guest. Because this is again, this is another very heavy. The the place, the set gets filled with guest characters, yep. you know, and and they do a lot of the lifting and the driving of the story. Right. Uh, places where we've seen, particularly family members of of your main cast show up, and and actually you get some good character development, you get some good uh, good work. Yep. That that we just don't see here. There's nothing new in Londo. At the end of this, that right. we that we don't already know going in about who Londo is, right? And that's what this sort of thing should a character heavy, a character driven episode should be character driven, not just right filler, right? Yeah, there there should be, you know, in over the course of a show, there should be an arc mm-hmm. that characters follow of change and development, mm-hmm. okay. Um, or of stubborn resistance to change, mm-hmm. right? In each episode of a program, particularly ones where we're not going to do mythology service, we're not mm-hmm. going to do plot, we're going to explicitly do character. We've got to see some kind of growth, reflection, change, something. Mm-hmm. Or why did we do it, right? Is you it know? just to pad the 22-episode season? Right, right. And and even if a character is not going to change, we should still learn something new about a character mm-hmm. that helps us to understand why that character is so stubbornly resistant to change, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we talked about a number of different directions on this, but uh, I think sort of one of the definitive example episodes of, you know, your main characters interacting with their family is in season four of Star Trek The Next Generation, after the Best of Both Worlds crisis, mm-hmm. you know, the second the second episode of that season is called Family, mm-hmm. right? Jean-Luc Picard goes back to France and confronts his profound, uh, you know, torture, uh, 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 mental anguish, mm-hmm. you know, um, in the presence of his um, stone-faced, judgmental, proper New Englander, pro- oh, yeah, <laughs> pro- his, yeah, his his properly New England brother, yes. you know, uh, who who can't have a normal human relationship because mm-hmm. he has all of his relationships with with his vines, mm-hmm. you know, and you get, you know, both uh, uh, both in Jean Luc Picard and Robert Picard. You, you know, really, two two grapes coming off the same vine, mm-hmm. you know. But you understand Jean-Luc Picard mm-hmm. so much more because he's got this brother to, to push off against. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know, and you know his 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 uh, his sister in law and his nephew. You know, I mean, he you get the full perspective mm-hmm. of Jean Luc Picard's family, and you understand his decisions better. You yep. understand what that best of both worlds crisis cost him as a human being more mm-hmm. just because of these, you know, these family members, right? right. Does Jean-Luc Picard change? Maybe a little, you know, I think you get a softening of that character mm-hmm. throughout the seven seasons of Star Trek, the next generation. Yep, definitely. But I don't, I don't know that he changes in that episode, but rather no, he, but you, he's more, he's, he's opened up a little bit. But you and, and you know more about where he was coming from right. and what he's how what he's been through has has affected him. Yes. More you get more rationale for that. Um don't get that in Londo. No. Here. There's there's no we know that there were arranged marriages. This wasn't something that he particularly wanted. Right. But uh you know, is there anything is there any piece of any of those three relationships that he enjoyed? You know, did he enjoy the company or being around any of these women? You know, was this, I, it just, it, right. You know, was, we, there's nothing in there. Right. We, two points. Mm-hmm. One, weirdly ahistorical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm mindful this is sci-fi. Yeah. Right. And, you know, historical, you know, historical, right. Right. But in cultures where arranged marriages, political marriages mm-hmm. are the norm. They're not all like this, right? No. You've got three wives. Give us three different tonalities, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. One where they really loved each other, but mm-hmm. they had a falling apart. Mm-hmm. One where they never loved each other and they're growing together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. One against the other. The wives playing each yeah. of themselves yeah. against each other and against Londo. Much more interesting, Definitely. right? And then you get Londo having to be one husband to one, mm-hmm. a different, entirely different person to the second, and yet mm-hmm. again to the third, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we were talking last night. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I find myself you know in New England on my uh, uh, you know for professional reasons, and we had some friends over at uh, Earthtone East yeah. yesterday, and we were talking a little bit about movies as you do, and. We, uh, Chris and I hit on the movie The Lion in Winter, mm-hmm. which we both adore. Uh, Peter O'Toole as Henry II, Catherine uh, of England, uh, yeah. uh, Catherine Hepburn as, uh, as Eleanor of Aquitaine. Yeah. Extraordinary movie, best Anthony dialogue Hopkins. ever. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins, uh, uh, Timothy Tim Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. Uh, you know, and whoever the, Jeffrey was. Yeah, right, yeah. a cast that goes <laughs> a mile deep. Um, and you look at that marriage as you know one of the most politically important you know, mm-hmm. in a century of human experience and ridiculously toxic, mm-hmm. but also loving. That, that's right. I, you know, I hadn't made the connection until you just said it, but yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to see in that's here. Right. That that's right. That he's trying right. to, Londo's trying to decide which one to divorce, make this a, or which ones to, which one to keep. Yeah. Right. Make, make this some sort of decision. You know, let's make this a, a something that Londo has to work through. That's right. You know, give him some stakes in this rather than That's it's right. just rather than he's choosing which shirt to wear today. Right. Which it seems about that level of of depth for him. Right. You know, because um, we've seen, you know, Lion in the Winter yeah. uh, uh, is, is an example um, that for the more powerful partner, mm-hmm. and Londo clearly is, mm-hmm. there's a cost 
mm-hmm. to making these choices, right. both personally mm-hmm. and and politically. Mm-hmm. And we don't get enough of that because it's played, you know, more as a slapstick. Yeah. Right. And it does. It didn't need to be. No. Right. But but that's how that's how, uh, you know, we came in, mm. which is too bad, I think. Yeah, there, it could have been a, it could have been a much better episode um, and given us a lot more to see about and also show us more of, of Londo's well, humanity might be the wrong word. But but what is he sacrificing? Yeah. <laughs> what is he sacrificing uh, in service of his deals with the shadows? Right. What is, what is he right. personally giving up? And uh, that that could have been a very useful tool here. Uh, we would have learned a lot if, if they had. Mm-hmm. If they had gone in that direction, we don't yeah. get any of that. But, no. Okay, let's say that they had decided to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would have been, at the very least, intriguing, mm-hmm. and at and at uh, you know at the other extreme, sort of horrifying in the way that all of Londo's decisions that relate to the shadows seem yeah. like like you don't even you you have already lost a fifty move game right. You have but he 40 thinks he's winning. That's right. That's he thinks right. he's winning. And so in that, he would be trying to decide which of these wives do I want to keep to be by my side when I ascend to that's the right. throne, which that's he's right. inevitably, you know, I'm inevitably going to do that. Right. Uh, who will make the best empress um, and who will provide me with the best heirs? Right. Which is also something weird that, that with these three wives, and it seems like they've been together for a while, that Londo doesn't have any children. Right, and with the the, the cultural emphasis on uh, on family and secession, right, and inheritance in in Centauri culture, I would that that just strikes me as a little odd. Um, I mean, I know I know there is a you know no children and no cute animals uh, edict on Babylon Five, yeah, but you know you don't have to have Wesley running around the the, the station here, but you know int- introduce us to to Londo's you know adult or you know. Early, early adult son, you know, in, some, in, in an episode here and there, and he has to go back to you know, school on, yeah. on Centauri Prime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, I'm, it's not, just, I'm not throwing Peter Jurassic under the bus to say, yeah, yeah. you know, he's not 30 years old. No, right? I mean, if he had children, they'd be adults. Right. 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 Oh no, th- you know. Okay. Well, my yeah. my my son here is a uh, command of this mm-hmm. Centauri battleship, and this one is a business agent. Yeah. You know, on Earth and. Yeah. My three daughters are blah blah blah, blah you know yeah. whatever. None of the none of the characters seem to have children, right? It's part I of mean, the edict, I suspect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jakar. I don't know if Jakar was married at any point. I can't recall. Um, I don't think or, we've been told or that. What Narn familial relationships are like? Maybe they right. don't have a marriage thing. Maybe they just you know mate and go on with their lives. But right. but you know they're they're both elder statesmen. Right. They've they've had enough time around to raise. You know, adult children. Um, you know, I don't think any of the humans are old enough or have had the opportunity to do so. Uh, Sheridan's wasn't married for for long enough to, you know, before his wife died. Yep. Um, Ivanova's too young. Garibaldi is a mess. Um, Doctor Franklin is a Lothario. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and, and and you know, God only knows yeah. what's going on with Delenn. Yeah. I mean, Kosh could have like oh, little, stop. little baby Just encounter suits all over the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't want to know what uh, what uh, marital relations among among the the Vorlons look like with those encounter suits. 
I've just gone to a very dark place. You've gone to a place of, of most darkness. I'll yeah. edit this out. Yeah. yeah. But particularly since we've seen appendages coming out of that, out of, out of a Ooh, suit in the yeah. past. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Not interested. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to mention, you know, I, I know I've, I've been, I know I've given up, I've given up IMDb corner for Lent. Uh, right. Uh, as it right. were. But I have to mention uh, Keith, I'm going to butcher this, Zara Bajka, uh, playing Matthew Stoner yes. in this episode, uh, who was also uh, Chaz on Profit. We've mentioned right. before. Good old Profit. Pro- good old Profit. <laughs> Nothing beats Profit uh, from, from the late 90s on Fox, a short-lived show. Uh, so, so spiteful and dark oh, and, and yes. wonderful and, and evil and ahead of its time. Um, and uh, so we've got him, and we have uh, uh, Carol. Oof, gonna, another one, Stryken, uh, the who's the the merchant on the that the, the this doll is bought from, who was also right. the the giant uh, from Twin Peaks. Uh, you know, you see him right. show up, and you're like, oh, oh, this is something That's weird is happening. No, no. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was also he was he was Lurch in the Adams Family movies, uh-huh. and he was in the the classic beloved Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band uh, film from the seventies with the Bee Gees oh and Peter my Frampton. God bless. Oh no! Sorry, I had to go back and had to go back oh. and tag that one. That movie. I mean, there just isn't. I haven't I seen it in know. probably thirty. 40 years maybe yeah yeah i need to go back and watch it because i loved it as a child yeah. and i'm sure it's just completely completely terrible um you know we'll, we'll put that on the list of our for our next projects after our uh, minute by minute rewatch of can't stop the music and that's our, right uh, then our our podcast uh exploring our minute by minute rewatch of can't stop the music that's right uh, yeah. we will have both a podcast about doing it and then a podcast about, about the podcast of doing it right yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be on there down the line someday. Yeah, all all in the fullness of time. And and uh, our our full episode by episode in search of cast. Oh, that is going to be so good. So many. Uh, yeah. Now we just have to we just have to make sure mm-hmm. that when we do the in search of yes, because those are twenty five minute episodes. Yep. That our episodes have to be ten minutes. Exactly. Nice and quick. Boom. In and yeah. out. I mean, okay. at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't have all that much to say about the emotional life of plants. Although it would terrify our friend Siobhan. You know, Correct. We should, have, we should have her on as a guest star for that episode. Quite. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, so, friends, we've come to the end of uh, our conversation about soulmates. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing, um, you know, responses from, you know, the name of the pod community about this. Chris and I were wondering, you know, look, does this episode actually work and where the problem because we're we're you know because we have a particular perspective. It wouldn't be the first time, right? It wouldn't problem. be the first time, and I'm 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 looking forward to hearing, uh, folks, you know, your thoughts on this. Remember, you can find us easily on our Facebook group, the name of the pod. Uh, uh, look up the name of the pod uh, in your search engines. Send us email at the name of the pod at gmail.com. and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you all next, next week. All right. Take Thanks, care, folks. friends. Be well. Max, do you want a cookie? Max? Well, I know, yeah, right? I know. This will be easy to edit. I know. But I also can't cut out if one or the other of us says something dumb <laughs> and just leave the other person's <laughs> audio in, which is what I usually do. Right, right. Uh, all right. So I never say anything dumb. And on that as note. You say, <laughs> as you say.